Hey buds, today we smoke two strains that are to die for. We cover news stories ranging from people yeeting some cheeb to farmers going from hens to hemp. And a conversation with 404, conversation not found. All this and more today on the Good Buds Podcast. Let's try not to actually die. Welcome to the Good Buds Podcast, the show where good buds smoke good buds and talk about them. I'm Curtis. I'm Shank. And this is episode 56, airing Monday, October 18th, 2020, on 2021, sorry, on Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Thanks for joining us. Before we start, I'd like to thank LumensBot and My High Shop for sponsoring this episode and all of the other ones that came before it. You can check out their links down below in the description, but we'll talk more about them later. So, Curtis, how you doing today, man? I was taken by a body snatcher last week. Oh, sweet, dude. That's awesome. I've always wanted that. I know. My mouth is so big, I can fit so many pretzels in there now. Oh, so many pretzels. And my no, bong cool. toke's hair, massive. Master. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great, man. No, that's cool. You know, the whole body snatcher thing. It's, it's new, but we can adjust. Exactly. Uh, but how about you, Shank? How about you? Yeah, pretty good, man. I haven't been taken by the pod people yet, but I'm open for appointments. If anybody wants to uh, schedule that pod people appointment, I'm, I'm down. I'm, you know, I just like to scream along with Curtis whenever he screams. I don't have, you know. <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you said that you were going to be going on that camping trip recently. Or soon enough here. Oh, yeah, that's it's... that's for next week, right? Crystal Lake? Yeah, that's yeah, Crystal Lake. Yeah, next week or so. I'm, I'm hoping it'll go well. It's, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I mean, we're going to have lots of drugs, lots of premarital sex, um, and uh, there's going to be, like, kids there, but nobody's going to watch them. We're just going to let them do their thing. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah man. That should be great, man. It should be great. But um, uh, overall, I'm very excited for that, but I'm more excited for this podcast episode because we have some really, really great cheap to smoke. And before we start... And get on to the reviews and everything, I do need to remind the buds at home to please check out our Facebook and our Instagram and our Twitter, where we have some really great behind-the-scenes stuff that we post regularly and some funny content that they can check out. Also, if the buds feel like it, they can hop onto our Discord, where we have some really great conversations every week, and, you know, they're more than welcome to pop in there. We check in daily. Links will be downstairs for you, buds. Take a peep. Exactly. We love hearing from you. We love knowing what you got to say. We love, you know, just... Being able to hang out, you know, yeah. Discord, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, being but involved. Even more fantastic, being involved. Exactly what Shank says. If you would like to get involved, you can check out our Patreon page and donate there. We have several tiers that you can choose from, including behind-the-scenes content, exclusive for Patreon, and the ability to listen in on the show live. Again, links are downstairs below. It starts as low as a dollar. And if you do, you can join our other awesome patrons, such as Mr. Isaac and Mr. Benji Bills. He is absolutely right. We absolutely appreciate our patrons so much, and we can't express our thanks well enough in an episode, but we do thank you so much. But you buds at home who just do the free option of clicking that like button, clicking that subscribe button, and, you know, just commenting on our stuff wherever you can, that really helps us out as well because, you know, it lets us know, you know, you're interested, and it yeah. lets other people kind of, like, see that we're interesting. Speaking of <laughs> other people, make sure you're also sharing this with your buds so that way they know that we're interesting. Because they can tell two people, and then they can tell two people, and then those people can tell two people, and that's like 16 people right there. Yeah, just like how the pod people spread to Curtis, you know? Makes no, body snatchers, not the pod people. <laughs> oh yeah, body snatchers. They're different things. They're, they are different Completely. Uh, but you are, you are right, Curtis, once again. But uh, what do you say we get on to the reviews? Yes. Good buds review, good buds. So, Curtis, what strain are you burning for the buds at home today? Wolf Shank, I have myself a nice little Turkish delight, something to die for. It is baklava. Baklava, nice. I mean, it's to die for because you're going to eat so much of it that you're probably going to die of beaties. For the buds at home, I I believe baklava is a type of pastry made with, like, phyllo bread? Yep, phyllo bread and crushed up nuts, usually, like, pistachio, and then covered with, like, syrup or caramel or some kind of dressing of some sort. I thought I was going to be into crushed nuts, but I tried it once, and it just, no. (laughs) I am. So... (laughs) The strain that I have today, named Baklava, yep. uh, it is grown by Hyman Cannabis here in Michigan. Nice. It is a 60-40 hybrid, leaning more towards the indica on that 60%. Mm-hmm. And the strain combines kosher, 
what I believe to be Kosher Kush and Gelato 41. There's some conflicting things online, and the strain yeah. itself does not actually say, but I'm just going to go with Kosher Kush and Gelato 41. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll, go with, we'll go with what a lot of the, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the sites say, which um, is Kosher Kush so, and Gelato. Exactly. So this strain itself is, THC-wise, is coming in at about 20% THC, mm. uh, 0% CBD. And the buds themselves are very interesting. They're semi or semi-big, I should say, like medium-sized nugs, but there's yeah. this one huge nug that's in there that I love. Yeah, the, the glory <laughs> nug. The glory oh, nug yeah. that you're always the like, I'm gonna save that. Nug. I'm gonna save that for last because I don't want to break it up. <laughs> right. Uh so I'm gonna look at that while I'm examining the color of this. The color is a nice muted kind of light green throughout the entire nug but it does have these nice little bits of emerald and these bits of clover green that are coming out on some of the sugar leaves and some of the outer uh, pieces of the nug. Nice. Just like little nice little bits, kind of like Dalmatian spotted in. Mm. It does have a nice little squish to it. It is semi-dense, firm. Uh, it does have some natural qualities, but it definitely looks more like a processed nug, like it definitely a nug that you would get from dispensary, yeah. shit like that. Like something they nice up very rolled. well. Exactly. Um, in terms of hair, it does have a very nice coating of vibrant orange hairs that really do pop out with light. Um, but yeah, really nice vibrant orange hairs. And as for crystal, it does have a little amount that is coating it, but it's way more noticeable in light. Yeah. Nice little squiggly crystals that definitely just go around through all the leaves and everything. Very nice. Very intermittent throughout. But on top of all of that, we also have the smell and the smell of this strain. Hmm. hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't exactly know what baklava smells like because I've never actually had it before. Yeah. Looks really good from the pictures and from Aladdin. But <laughs> this strain smells like how I imagine it would. That very nice crushed up kind of pistachio-y smell, very mm. sweet. Um, it does have some kush or skunky accents in the back, but more like skunky weed as opposed to actual skunk smell. Yeah. Like one of those mean, natural yeah. plants. Yeah, one of those natural plants that gives off skunky smells that's not weed. But Because I don't feel I like little... being scientific today, the terpene is skunkaline. <laughs> skunkaline, correct. Um um so yeah it's definitely got a lot of that it does have a nice little diesel which is also interesting so a little bit more of that vibe is coming out but very sweet up front i'm assuming a pistachio-y crushed up nuttiness and hmm. yeah i really gotta go sniff some fucking middle eastern food because i want to know what baklava smells like now yeah for real though that, so that sounds great sounds fantastic yeah. like I absolutely mean, yeah, it's a good one it's a treat exactly but that is something to die for, for sure. Shank, how about you, sir? What do you smoke today? I also have something to die for, as we mentioned in the intro there. I have Durban Poison. Ah, so that yeah, just... You yeah, die for a different reason. Like, it's actually die for. Not like, oh my yeah. god, I could just die from this cake being so delicious. It's more like, oh, I could just die because my nervous system is shutting down and I can't breathe. Warning from the Good Bud Podcast. Shank is not actually smoking poison. He is smoking a strain of cannabis called Durban Poison. This is correct. That 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 public service announcement was 100% correct. This is just a strain called Durban Poison. It comes from a port city in South Africa called Durban, oddly enough. Um, and the origins of it are not very well known. Uh, this phenotype that I'm smoking was specifically grown by a private grower who will remain unnamed, but is appreciated. Thank you, private. Yes, now, <laughs> Durban Poison... Yeah, that's right. Thank you, privates. Um, but, uh, so Durban Poison is a sativa-dominant strain. Um, it's a very heavy sativa. Um, now, this strain here, they're nice-looking tight nugs. Like, they are very tight nugs, and they're big. Like, they're not small nugs. They're very good size, very well-stuck together, and very healthy-looking. Big kazonias. Big nugs. Yeah, big nugs. And, but honestly, they're a little drab-looking. Um, they have, like, very muted colors. Um, like, it's a kind of like a crocodile green. I guess like it's a very kind of muted crocodile green um, and it has, doesn't have a whole lot of red hair accenting it at least my phenotype doesn't I know I've seen some pictures on the internet that have a lot of red hair um, my phenotype does not have that massive jungle of red hair it's just very muted crocodile right. green all one color um, and it even has a gentle dusting of crystal on the top um, 
That gives so they're it, dusty gazongas. That, yeah, that mutes it even more. Yeah, it's dusty gazongas, right? But it's it's certainly I wouldn't say that it looks unappealing because it does look like good weed. It looks like high quality, very well yeah. like made weed. When you feel it, it's nice and dense. It has a good squishiness to it, nice compactness that I like. And uh, of course, these nugs are actually a little too big for a joint. They're not one of those grab one nug and bust it up and you got enough for a joint. Like I'd actually break most of these in half. Um, but that's very well trimmed. Very good looking and very dense, so I like that in a strain. Um, oh. Now, the smell. Um... Okay, I really hate to disappoint you, buds, but it's really nothing to write home about. Um, I, I, I have to really get it in the bag to smell anything, because um, it's not very potent. It isn't one of those, you break it out of the bag and you're like, oh my god, Like as soon as you take the bag out of the second right. bag, you smell it from across the room, it's not one of those strains. Uh, this is one I buried my nose in there. It's very, very subtle. Um, it's sweet, it's got a sweetness to it, like an almost powdery, like kind of sugary sweetness. Um, right. and, and not a whole lot else. Um, there's really not a lot there. I smell the bag. Try breaking it. Oh yeah. Try taking nugs. one of the nugs and breaking it up in your... Let me just crack one of these nugs here in half and just kind of see what we got here. I'm just going to see if it snaps on the... Okay, it's not very... Uh, it's a little spongy, so you don't get that snap, but... Oh, good. Right up yeah, there. Yeah, it's a very, very subtle... Nothing. Very subtle... Oh, I got a nice little leaf up my nose, but... uh, Put that up in the soil to drive that back in the sinuses, but uh, no, it's... Shank um... has now snorted one marijuana's. Oh my god, I'm dead. <laughs> I injected my gonna... marijuana's. I'm dead. We said we weren't going to die. <laughs> uh, but no, it's honestly even there. Um, the sweetness gets a little more amplified. Um, it gets right. a little bit more like amplified, but not potent. Uh, it's not a strong, strong strain. Um, it has a bit of a sweet scent to it. It is enjoyable. It's not like a bad. It's not like I smell it and I'm like, man, this weed is completely. One second, one second. Let me. Uh... Uh, I get. Okay, I can still smell things. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I just sniffed another one of my sativas here, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not my nose being broken. So don't worry, buds. I don't have the like oh. any you don't know. I don't have the thing going. You know. Nobody's worried things. about that anymore. You're good. I know. I can still smell oh. things though, but um, yeah. no, it's it's so it is good. It smells decent, but not strong. And I'm hoping that when I smoke it, I'll get some you know some interesting flavors through it and everything else. That's but nice. uh, yeah, it's, oh, we have know, to get to smoking it. That's true, that's true, and we should get uh, we should get through to trying that, but before we do, I need to remind the buds at home, if they haven't checked it yet, they should go to our Instagram, because if they're watching our YouTube video right now, they can see these awesome pictures all behind us and everything else, and uh, they can see the uh, lovely video that Curtis has put together for us. However, if they have not gone on to our YouTube channel, which they should subscribe while you're there, go to our Instagram at goodbudspodcast, where we share pictures of these nugs, so you buds can look at them yourselves and kind of, you know... Give us your opinion, let us know what you think about how they look, and uh, and see all kinds of other cool content that we put there, and click that follow button while you're there, because uh, we do post regular updates yes. where you guys can find out about stuff we're doing. Absolutely. And while you're there, if you want some extra content, you can check out my Instagram over at GoodBudsCurtis, where I post videos of me smoking bongs and some behind-the-scenes of me editing the YouTube videos. Oh yes, he smokes some wicked bong hits there, and if you feel like watching some strange esoteric videos and that kind of thing, you can always go to my uh, Instagram over at GoodBudShank, where I post videos of myself smoking blunts and bongs and joints and listening to elevator music. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and click that follow button, like I said, because we will be updating you buds regularly about giveaways or future events or that kind of thing, so just uh, make sure you click that, because it's a uh, need-to-know need information. Alright. So I have a bong pack right here, Shank. Hey, I got a bong pack right here. And hopefully the buds at home, you have your bongs packed, your bowls packed, your joints rolled, your balloons rolled, your vapes ready, your rigs ready, whatever your proper medical receptacle is, it is time to bu 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 blaze it. Tok tok shkaboke. Tok shkaboke. Oh. Okay. Curtis, okay. How's, how's, how's that taste for you, man? Who? Okay, so first off, right off the front, potent hit. Yeah. Super potent. Whew. All right, I'm feeling it in the lungs, back of the head, <laughs> back of the throat. Yeah. Full Whew. effect. Very chilling hit. Very cold. Not a hot hit, but a very cold, very potent. Mm hmm. Whew. 
Okay, so the first thing was pine. Hmm. Like a lot of piney-ness to it. Second thing was a weird fucking mango flavor. Weird. That I did not expect out of anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, strange surprise, foom, mango. Yeah. Uh, after that, a lot of skunkiness and dieselness, and then it layered out, and at the end it was just pine all the way the rest of the way through. That's cool. So I can definitely taste strong piney accents. That little bit of mango in there was weird because I didn't smell anything, but... Yeah, it just came, came out of nowhere. That was fucking weird. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm, I, I might take another hit of this. We'll see. <laughs> Shank, how, how about you? What was your strain like? Um, honestly, it was a really very, uh, once again, the, it does almost as, the taste was almost as subtle as the scent. Um, it was a very subtle sweetness, um, maybe with hints of earthy flavors. Like, it kind of has, like, an earthy taste. Um, like, it had, like, that umami that you can't explain. Right. Um, and, uh, it's not, really not super potent at all on the in or the out. Um, it didn't really give me a head rush on the way in, didn't give me a head rush on the way out. Um, it tasted very good, but definitely did not hit me potent. It wasn't like a strong, hard hitting. I could probably have taken a, a bong hit twice as big as that one and still been absolutely fine. Like normally, I only take like a like I just fill the bowl regularly to try out, you know, the flavor. Right. The bong hit, but I could have probably packed a, a double bowl into that and been fine, and it wouldn't have uh, it wouldn't have been bothersome on the in or exhale. And uh, yeah, good stuff overall. But uh, it doesn't seem to excite me. Uh, maybe it'll excite me a little bit more. In a different capacity, but before we smoke more or before we burn more, obviously, Curtis, we gotta look up the oh, important yeah. stuff. We need to know the online opinions of other stoners who are online and give our opinions to the online because we are other stoners online giving our opinions to the online. Opinion. So, Baklava, which most of the websites where I was trying to find reviews on this, it was only either selling the strain or it was selling the seeds. Yeah. So the one site I was able to find with good reviews was allbud.com. And according to Allbud, it says it has sweet, spicy, citrus, berry flavor, light, creamy exhale, which I didn't really agree with all of that. Um, the or, there we go. You'll feel a boost of euphoria that kicks your mood into overdrive, filling you with a sense of relaxation and well-being that is great for when you want to really relax and think about things. A heavy body high accompanies the mental clarity and energy, keeping you locked on the couch. Thanks to these effects and its high average of THC, which it's average, baklava is often chosen to treat chronic pain, depression, chronic stress, nausea or appetite loss, and chronic fatigue. Nice. The bud has a dense, grape-shaped, fluffy neon green nugs with lots of thin orange hairs and a coating of tiny purple-tinted white crystal trichomes, which I didn't notice any purple tints, but... Yeah, cerebral, energizing, focus. A lot of the time relaxing. they put that they put in that it's got purple tints. You're like, there ain't no purple in that, but you gotta exactly. squint. <laughs> and it's good for appetite loss, so I'm gonna assume that it causes some munchies. So just in case I got munchies nearby, I got bevs nearby. It's always prepared as always. But Shank, what are they saying about your strain? Well, uh, honestly, this is getting some fantastic reviews online, which is really it's interesting. I always like that, especially when a strain doesn't hit me strong flavor-wise or scent-wise or anything like that. I'm always like, man, is right. this going to be one of those strains that I smoke a bunch of it? And I'm like, <sighs> but people online are saying that it's very energetic, very uplifting, an extremely good focus strain, and it is strong. Um, even though it doesn't have like a high THC percentage, I think it's tested between somewhere between 17 and 22 percent, which is at like Curtis said, average not really right. above average for us um but growers and concentrate people apparently love this strain because it has oversized resin glands Ooh. on the plants like the resin glands on the plant are oversized gurgle, gurgle. So, yeah so it's really apparently very good for extracts so if you want to make extracts or anything else you grow this strain because it will give you a fuck ton of resin per volume nice so that's pretty cool that's good to know um if i ever choose May to need to get a hydraulic you know, yeah. You need to get a heated hydraulic press. Welcome to Good Buds Hydraulic Press channel. Today we're going to squish this weed. Durbin Poison. <laughs> Durbin Poison. Oh man, I love that guy. Go check him out and subscribe oh, yeah. to us while you're on YouTube. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, but anyway, yeah, it's good. Uh, good reviews. It sounds awesome, um, frankly. And yeah, like I sound like I mean, both of our strains sound like they're pretty ballin'. So I think uh, should do the anything, appropriate thing. Any, like anything about uh. 
Montreal's a dry mouth or anything? I, I see absolutely nothing about dry mouth, but like you did previously mention, we are seasoned stoners, garlic powder. So powder. We are prepared. Um, I have my bev nearby, I have my chips nearby, and... We have our joints nearby, which That's I have right. right here. I got mine right here. And before we do what these were meant to do and light these little fucking amazing sticks, we are going to take some little dry hits, see if we can get some extra flavor profile from them. Good buds, ASMR moments. Alright, how's that for you, Curtis? Uh, I'm getting some pine flavor. I'm getting some definitely good pine flavor in there, but that's pretty much it. Not a whole lot else really working for it. How about you, bud? Uh, not a whole lot, man. <laughs> Just uh, actually, the, not, they're not, e- not even not even the sweetness really. It's weird because I'm getting more of a grassy flavor through it when I when I do the dry hit. Mm. Like it's giving me more of like that chlorophyll kind of like grassy uh, kind of scent. Carophylline, I believe they call it or whatever. Uh, but uh, but like it's got that grassy kind of like the grassy kind of flavor to it, which right. the sweetness isn't so much there. But uh, yeah, who knows? Like you know, well, it's... let's fix these because we know yeah. what these were meant to do. Hopefully, you buds do too. And it is four twenty somewhere, so hopefully you got your joints rolled, your blunts rolled, vapes ready, bricks ready, bongs packed, bowls packed, whatever. Take another bite of your edible. Exactly. <laughs> whatever it is, does not matter. It's 420 somewhere. Let us b- 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 blaze it. Tok tok skabok. That was quick to light. Mine too, actually. Oh my god, it's resonating up already. I'm getting a nice little resin ring around mine as well. But it's for start, it's way smoother now. Yeah. Like it was kicking my ass on the first on the couple bong heads I took. Like I smoked a little bit beforehand, but it, I was smoking on a different strain. This was like my first time actually smoking it, and that yeah. actually kicked my ass on the first two heads. Yeah, a little bit. The, yeah, punched you in the ass a little bit. No, and I so, know what you mean when it, like, I'm not sure how this joint's. So I'm not sure how this joint's gonna fare, but as of right now, it's way smoother. But I'm probably about to get extremely fucking high buds. Yeah. Um, mine is honestly burning surprisingly fast, too. It's, like, not really a dry strain of weed. It's actually fairly, like, a good, like, moist Oh yeah. strain, but it's burning. It lit very fast. It's burning fairly evenly. I have a little bit of a run, but I feel like that might be my fault, um, in the rolling process, but, um... I forgot like... to mention that, well, after my butt is grinded up, it does have... It's pretty sticky. Yeah, that's nice. Like, the, you know, Mine's not bumps sticky, a bit sticky. too sticky, Mine's not like sticky sticky, but I find it is a little bit. Like it's more of right. a more of a spongy stickiness than a sticky stickiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If I but, pick uh, up some, some will come with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the flavor in this is way more full. I'm getting a more full bodied flavor. Um it's not necessarily grassy, but it's more woody. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's like uh, it's got like that kind of wood and trees and earthy kind of notes. Like a, it's almost like smoking a forest floor in the best possible way. Um, right. With like that hint of sweetness in there still, so it is it is good. Um, it's a little bit better than the bong hit. Um, and and I'm saying that for the first time because the bong hit was weaker, which is strange. <laughs> the bong hit was actually smoother inhale and exhale, and I actually like kind of prefer a little bit of a kick, especially when I'm taking a bong. I mean, you know, like I like that bit of a punch. Um, right. and it didn't give me that through the bong, but through the joint, I am getting that nice, like back of the mouth feel you know what i mean like back of the throat mm-hmm. back of the mouth feel on each toe it's nice mm. yeah i'm getting kind of more of a full puff experience like it's definitely filling the mouth more yeah and then when i do that little to yeah, little... you know suck it through it does feel like it's filling the lungs a little bit more and it's a nice smooth it a little bit more grassy flavor to it but it's yeah. still got some of that nice pining it still has that slight little mango flavor that i couldn't smell it's yeah. it definitely interesting Man, go out of nowhere. <laughs> From downtown. Oh, downtown. But no, yeah, that's the, that's great, man. And I like, and I like the way that, the, like, it's like, I mean, I know we've done, a, like, in every episode, but I just got to mention it. Like, it's really interesting for the buds at home. If you haven't tried your favorite strain of weed through a different method, be it, like, if you're a joint smoker, try it through a pipe, or if you're a, like, pipe smoker, try it through a joint or a bunk. Like, it, it, it gives it a whole yeah. different dynamic 
to each strain. Like we've noticed that with every strain we've oh, smoked yeah. on the podcast. Like the the variations, the subtle variations in doing the like the joint, the bong, the dry hits. Like right. It's it's really interesting how one strain can have so many different. It's interesting because now that we're doing this, obviously every week we try a different strain and we obviously go get different strains for ourselves yeah. for when we're not doing the podcast. Mm. This has led me to the fact where I'm like, okay, so I've tried weed out of bongs and joints and this and that and a vape rig or whatever. Why don't I start getting the fucking concentrated form of this? So yeah. that's when I started getting into dabs and rigs and stuff like that and vape cartridges because it's like mm. it's the same stuff. It's just the condensed version of it. Yeah, and just see Why how try it in this form. matches up for your favorite strains, right? Because you like Blue Dream, right? That's your like that. Love your Blue Dream, Dream, right? So yeah. like, so when you get you've gotten a Blue Dream vape in the past, right? Oh yeah. And like you know, like I'm sure when you did that, you probably tasted the vape and you were like, whoa, it's like the distilled essence of my favorite strain. Exactly. They took oh, yeah. literally the THC and the terpenes and the CBD and they put all of it into a cartridge and mm -hmm. I can just smoke that, which yep. it's still nice. But, you know, and then one of my favorites in terms of cartridge form right now is gelato and purple punch, mm. which I've had both of those before. I love the yep. strains. And now when I have them in cartridge form or when I have them in a concentrate form, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and it's, it's cool like, because there's oh, the nice. subtle nuanced differences too, right? Like, it's like, right. and even with phenotypes, like, and that's I'll why still, we always... And I'll still go back to the weed itself, you know? It's not like, yeah, oh, I've smoked yeah. the concentrate, I can't go back now. Oh, no. yeah. We, oh, well, I know some of uh, some of our good friends and stuff like that that are, like, dab heads, right? Like, they're pure, <laughs> like, they're like, God, dab all day, you know, that kind of thing, right? And they don't really do the, oh, yeah. the flowers much, but, like, <laughs> for me, what I like is, like, just trying different strains from, like, that's why we always mention to you buds at home, the phenotypes, that, like, this is the phenotype we're smoking. Um, so like, uh, basically it's one of those things where we like to mention that because they are going to be different. Even Cur even last week, Curtis and I both had gelato. They had some very subtle variations. Gelati. Gelati, sorry, gelati, biscotti and gelato mix. Um, and we both had that. Gelato dado. Gelato dado. Um, and you know, like it was a really good mix, but they were different in subtle ways, which was, they were still both fantastic, but they were subtly different. Right. Fantastic. Um, um but, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. with all this being said, uh we have to run it we have to run an ad spot. Do you like fashionable and unique clothing? Do you like things that shine super bright when exposed to light? Do you like discounts? Do you like advertisements that ask do you like over and over knowing there is no direct way for you to answer back? If you answered yes to all of these questions, or even just the first three, check out lumenspot.com for some lit clothing and accessories. And use the code GoodBudsPodcast at the checkout for 50% off and free shipping. Thank you, LumenSpot, for sponsoring us, and thank all of you for listening. Check it out today with the link below in the description. Thank you very much, LumenSpot. LumenSpot is fashionable yes. shit. Absolutely. Stay in fashion. Stay in the know. Yeah. And another way you can stay in the know is by listening on, because we are getting into some weed news worldwide. So, our first story today in Weed News Worldwide comes to us courtesy of Marijuana Moment. Links will be downstairs below in the description, as always. And what we have for you today is a very nice story, especially if you're a vegan. But don't use this against me, I'm still going to eat chicken. But <laughs> farmers are switching from raising chickens for slaughter to growing hemp with the help of an animal advocacy group. And it's not PETA, I will get into that. Yeah, we, we probably wouldn't be talking about this right now if it was PETA. <laughs> Unless they were getting peed on. <laughs> some, are, some farmers are making a financial and ethical transition in the current economy that can be neatly summed up as from going from hens to hemp. From cocks to cannabis. Hmm. <laughs> cocks to cannabis. Exactly. My preferred tag. From grain-fed to garden some fields you get what i'm saying yeah so yeah, yeah. the transformation project is an initiative from Ooh, the efficacy clever. group Dad I, I joke so in the name. It's, and it's a pun it's a pun it's very yeah. punny but the initiative from an advocacy group known as mercy for animals which helps businesses move away from raising chickens for slaughter to growing crops like industrial hemp instead that's what the movement does the group yeah, so itself it is to, like stop factory farming and transition them over to something else. Exactly. 
The group itself, Mercy for Animals, has also conducted numerous investigations into the agro-industrial complex and released footage of certain businesses in an effort to expose cruelty towards animals. Hmm. Um, but they've shared many stories recently of farmers who have made the transition to cannabis. Uh, specifically, or one of the most recent one is the Halley Farms family farm in Texas, which for 30 years operated raising six flocks of chickens a year, which is roughly 192,000 birds per batch. Holy that's crumpets. A, that's a lot of chick, chick, chickies. <laughs> How to pick up um, chicks. Bend your legs. Uh, firmly grasp the chick. Stand up. Exactly. <laughs> and these chickens were raised in 12 factory-style sheds at their farm, but with the support for Mercy for Animals and the initiative to do so, obviously, for economical and financial reasons, shit like that. Yeah. They have switched fully to hemp and have recently completed its first harvest. That's awesome. And for the record, like I am a very firm omnivore. I understand fully vegan diets, vegetarian diets. I'm proud of you for doing what you believe in. But I'm an I'm omnivore. the same with the carnivore diets. But, we get you too. But I do not believe in factory farming. I know that there's a yes. better way to do it. There's a more ethical way to do it. And I don't believe that any living creature should ethical be yet still yet, sustainable yet sustainable way to basically provide meat products like it's you don't need to jam animals into tiny ass cages and beat them that's inappropriate like it's inappropriate anything that has nerve endings that can feel pain don't beat it you can ethically kill it don't beat it right. <laughs> if it's ethically killed whatever if, if it's it lives literally the best life it i don't want to eat bacon Right, I don't want to eat bacon if the pork's head was literally smashed in with the cinder block. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, you can taste the sadness in the bacon. So just, I don't... You really can. <laughs> no, but with all this depression... <laughs> yeah. um, but, but, doing, course, transitioning those, yes. yeah. So, growing something just changes your heart compared to killing something. Evan Pahansky, or Pahansky a far hemp farmer who aided Haley Farms transition into, from growing birds to growing buds... And this whole process has transformed a family that really, I think, was in despair for a very, very, very long time. And has transformed it into something now that is thriving and is connected and close. Yeah. We, um, find out, we find out in 20 years that cannabis plants have feelings. <laughs> like, weed plants can feel. <laughs> so, as of right now, the 12 chicken houses that they use to house, obviously, the tens of thousands of chickens... Yeah. Yeah. are now going to be used for drying the hemp and hey. it sounds like they're going to be using the outside stretch of the our premises to be growing the hemp outdoors that's obviously awesome, industrial they, yeah, they, hemp they probably grew their own grain and stuff to feed to the birds and that kind of thing right so i'm sure that oh, those yeah. fields will be converted over to canton hemp fields and then they've got a they've got a built-in processing facility that's right. awesome and yeah they the group also or the group mercy for animals also highlighted another transformation story in west virginia where a farmer who previously packed about forty-five thousand chickens into a warehouse now grows industrial hemp in the same space um he was partially inspired to move to can the business owner mike weaver yeah. was partially inspired to move to cannabis after seeing how it helped a friend with cancer symptoms That's so awesome. just by seeing that he's like you know what yeah let's switch to that yeah, that's one of the main reasons I'm a huge, like, because that's the thing is if it was just my personal choice yeah. to smoke cannabis, like, I wouldn't be an advocate for it. I would just smoke it Correct. and keep quiet about it, right? But the reason why I'm an advocate for it is because I've seen similar things where people in shitty situations like with cancer and other things, like, it's helped them yeah. personally. And right. it's like, man, that's awesome. I know a lot of stoners so, have a friend who's gotten hit by weed. Absolutely. Comment below. And so farmers in these uh, areas with, that are switching over to cannabis are mainly doing it for a couple reasons first off more and more farmers are seeking a way out of animal farming where they're fed up with uh big agriculture's exploitive contracts which make it you know you have to grow it this certain way you have to do things this certain way and by doing that you have to cut costs on certain other things and yeah. you get a cut profit margin you still get taxed oh yeah well and on top get, of that there's also absurdly paid underpaid for the work they do exactly and on top of that, the big agricultural, if they own you, basically, then you are also subject to poor working conditions. Yeah, well, if you're which... growing chickens, if you're growing chickens for KFC. Right. You know, like you're going to be exactly. factory farming and factory farming is never so, going to be fun. So that's one reason that they're upset. The other, but another reason to switch is at the same time, demand for plant based ingredients is booming, estimated to grow from $8 trillion in 2018 to $13 trillion in 2025. Whew. Wow. So, yeah, 
moving up $5 trillion in a market where you have an entire field that could be dedicated strictly to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Might as well fucking switch and get them stinky little shitty birds out of there. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I mean, not only that, but like there are like, a somewhere lot of else ethical farms. I still need my chicken tendies. Yeah, there's a lot of ethical farms out there that have like good free range chickens that are properly fed, properly cared for. Right. Their health is cared for like and everything else until it's time for them to be slaughtered. And like that, that is like, oh, that's doable. And like these people clearly saw that the demands that they had put on them as farmers had probably transformed what at one point was an ethical farm into a less than ethical one. I don't want to call them unethical because they were just trying to keep up a living and keep with standards, but it wasn't ethical mainly. Hey, shit happens. You yeah, know. Shit happens. And so like, you know, and they were probably very happy to transition but, over to like hemp, you know? Well, That'd be awesome. <laughs> buds at, well, the buds at home can check more on that story down with the links that is yeah. below. Yeah, you you know what I just fucking said. You understand? <laughs> Shane, yeah, you what's your him. next news story? You got him. So for the next news story today, we're moving a little bit away from the uh, away from the agricultural field and into the uh, really interesting, strange territory. Uh, this story actually took place very close to home. It's in New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Uh, hmm. The province directly next to Nova Scotia. It's the only way we're no connected. Brunswick. Yeah, it's the only way that we're physically connected to Canada. Uh, there's a like land bridge essentially mm-hmm. that connects Nova Scotia to Digby, uh, like get Digby up to like anyway. Brunswick. And anyway, um, but they're the closest neighbor we've got. But this story, I saw it and I was like, I gotta tell the buds. So, it's another bust story, and essentially what happened in this case was there was a bunch. <laughs> Of different kinds of drugs, which is always entertaining. And, uh, yeah, there were four individuals who got arrested because of the story. So, in New Brunswick, the police went and they raided a New Brunswick home. What ended up happening is that a woman from Moncton, New Brunswick, a big city up there, uh, was arrested outside of a local business that was part of an RCMPS investigation. So, the cops were watching and waiting for her, essentially. Uh, following the arrest, they got a search warrant to check her house. And they found... This is crazy methamphetamine, ecstasy, hydromorphone, and oxycodone pills, psilocybin mushrooms, that's uh, some magic mushrooms for you buds at home, prescription pills, contraband cigarettes, and cannabis, as well as prohibited weapons, drug paraphernalia, and money. Oh no, not the illegal cash. I know, right? Cash money, cash money, money. That's the thing, Perfect. though. Cops love confiscating cash money. Um, now, like, you know. now, before we get to anything yeah. uh, further, real quick... Contraband cigarettes. Oh yeah. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, um, with in Canada we we have uh, native reserves and stuff like that for uh, for like uh, like uh, like you know people who natives from Canada um, can choose to live. Uh, and basically, on those they sell cigarettes um, at a discounted price. So typically, uh, like twenty to forty dollars for a carton of cigarettes. That's damn near what it packs for cost for a pack of cigarettes now, right? And so what people will do is sometimes uh, either organized crime or individuals will purchase a butt-fuck ton of these discount cigarettes at regular cost that they would pay and then upsell them to people that, you know, they, like, resell them, essentially. Um, And for everybody out there, most, I'm sure 99.9% of people that have been involved with cigarettes knows it's not actually legal to resell them. Like, you're not supposed to, like, sell them to your buddies. It's not legal to do that. You are kind of need to specifically. There's specifically a tax on the pack of cigarettes. Exactly, right? Exactly. So it's like, so you're not supposed to resell them. And so they're basically cigarettes that have been either obtained through theft or through uh, purchasing them in a way that, um, like, doesn't... Redistributing. And then redistributing them for a profit. Um, Right. Yeah, and the government likes to have their hand in every honeypot in Canada. Right. Like, if you had a friend with a medical card who goes to the dispensary, buys a bunch of weed, and then sells it to all of his friends Mm -hmm. who don't... Exactly that. Exactly that. That's exactly the same idea. Um, it's someone going into yeah. a location, buying a shit ton of cigarettes that they can get, but other people can't, at a super cheap price, and then selling them cheaper than you can buy a regular carton. Now, mind you, I, we believe that's what they're actually that's what they're actually talking about in this story is those types of contraband mm. cigarettes. But yes. in Canada, other contraband cigarettes include menthol cigarettes, flavored cigarettes, <laughs> flavored cigarettes, or any cigarette that seems at appealing. Least in, at least in Nova Scotia, um, we we do have a at least provincial. Some other provinces have followed suit. I don't have a list of them in front of me, and I'm not going to Google it right now. But 
Other provinces. Let's just have assume followed... Bru- Brunswick yeah. is similar. Yeah. So other places have followed suit where they've banned flavored uh, flavored tobacco products of any kind. This is including cigars, cigarettes, papers, whatnot. Um, so, yeah. but either way, they found that and cash money, money, cash money, money. So okay. So yeah, now on to the interesting stuff. Now to the interesting stuff. So now initially, four people got arrested and three people were released. One was held. And uh, she has since been released. So basically, initially, only three of them. Like, so they that was the forty-some-odd-year-old uh, woman. It's the forty-six-year-old woman. Yep, she was. Yep. Uh, she has since been released. She was the only one kind of held behind. Like all the other right. three, the other three were let go, and she was held back. Um, and she's scheduled to appear in court in uh, twenty twenty-two, January twenty twenty-two. So she's gonna be on the streets for a little while, hanging out. Um, I'm sure he ha- she has conditions. Um, but basically they didn't specify the charges against the unidentified woman, but I'm going to assume it's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. um, like I'm going to assume that it's a lot of charges. And I know that for cannabis alone, illegal distribution or sale of larger amounts can result in a 14 year jail sentence because of like, you know, the new legalization standards and everything. And the fact that they're right. illegal, like they kind of, of course. up to the issue for it. Now, this is one of my favorite things about it now. Curtis, you've seen the Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Buds at home, so I'm sure a bunch of you have seen the Chronicles of Riddick. For those of you who haven't, though, I'm sure Curtis is slapping the picture up on the YouTube video. Subscribe while you're here. Um, but it's this in this in these in this picture that the RCMP took of the drugs they took. It's like a smorgasbord. Like I think that Hunter S. Thompson would be proud of this. If he looked down at that, he would be like, "That sounds like that. That looks like a good two days." You know, like <laughs> there's a fuck ton of drugs, a fuck ton of cannabis. There's a butterfly knife. There's yep. a pair of brass knuckles. Yeah. And like he was mentioning the Chronicle of Riddick Blade, which yeah, for those yeah. who don't know, it's imagine a sword and someone melted like the part right. The stabby part just above no, the handle. Someone mel- <laughs> yeah. Someone melted the part right above the handle, but below like the sharp pointy bits and then just bent the sword completely backwards. So the sword itself now acts as a wrist guard yeah. and a brass knuckle with also a knife. Yeah, it resembles it resembles an upside down J with the outside of the J the to, the outside of the top part of the J sharpened. It's a very interesting weapon. It looks um, like a saber-toothed tiger tooth. Yeah, it's a very interesting weapon and normally the funny thing about that is a lot of the time when you buy pieces from stores and stuff like that, they're just show pieces. Like if you hit anything with it, they'll break immediately. But the cool thing about the majority of those Chronicles of Riddick ones is that they're one piece of metal. They're one piece of steel. Oh, yeah. They may it's not solid. be heat treated properly, so the blade will probably ding and crack and chip or whatever. But they are still a solid sheet of steel with a wrap around the handle, so they're oh, not he one also, of those ones that you whack it against a tree and it yeah. breaks. He also has one of the worst fucking butterfly knives you can get, where it literally has holes for aerodynamicity and for <laughs> lightweightness. It's gonna snap a, as soon as probably you hit on probably an untempered, unheat treated blade, so yeah, it's probably a, gonna snap immediately. Yeah, that is what we refer to in the industry as a mall ninja blade. Um, and of course the discount cigarettes, which are specifically labeled discount Discount. cigarettes. That's the name of the brand. Um, and there's so many drugs, so many drugs. Um, so basically the Kodiak regional RCMP helped with this investigation and, uh, like they, they're still doing, they're still looking into it and investigating it, but they basically say that their efforts are focusing on disrupting and dismantling the trafficking of illegal drugs in our province, targeting those causing the most harm in our communities. And honestly, this is one where I say fucking charge them as much as you possibly fucking can. Because if anybody's yeah. out there selling prescription pills, meth, and fucking crack to like to whoever yeah. buys it, whoever comes in, you know, those aren't cannabis retailers. Those aren't people who smoke no. weed or pies. No, those are drug dealers. Weed. And this is the worst kind of people too, like in this situation, because they're literally in because they had cannabis involved in this situation and they were also selling cannabis now cannabis is on a table next to all these other pills and all this other shit that they shouldn't it's not associated with it's a completely different thing it's you know like it's like a safe responsible reasonable thing and literally every other thing on that table minus the brass knuckles because i could use those in a reasonable way um (laughs) they're completely pointless and the scale and the scale maybe if i want true Maybe if I want to cook something. Well, I like to weigh my balls every now and then, too, you know? I need to weigh out some salt. (laughs) That's true. And you got to weigh your balls every now and then. Just make sure you know the same same weight. Maintain mass. Couple grams. Yeah. Um, But, uh, like, and and that's so, I think it's really important for, like, you know, them to to get people that are selling those kind of drugs off the streets. Get them help. Don't lock them away for 14 years of their life, because that is not going to help them. 
but help right. them and help find out why they felt the need to sell those kind of drugs in the first place. And if there's a way that you can help them make their money in a safe, right. legal way and better yeah. themselves so they can get out of that life because that's what they need. Like, exactly. you know, like, let the people who know what they're doing sell weed and keep the fucking shitty ass butterfly knives out of it. And on top of that, and speaking of that, why go to the street and why go to these people to fucking buy your drugs when you can now go to your local mall? Which True. leads me to my next story. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, by the way, my story came from thegrowthop.com. You buds can go down to the link below in the description. Check that out if you want to read a little bit more on it. It's pretty interesting. Yes, you, yes, you can. And also down there is the link for this story, which comes to us from mjbizdaily.com. And what I have for you is landlords welcome cannabis stores into major Ontario shopping malls. Hey! So, awesome. not strip malls, not outlets, not little centers, shopping centers. Yeah, not little standalone huts. Yeah. <laughs> no, inside of a shopping mall. Sweet. Like, with box stores and everything else, cannabis stores are now going to make their way into Ontario. See, Ontario did it right. Our... our... Yes. Our province was like, no, we're only going to put them in our liquor stores, like in our provincial liquor stores. So we'll make a little right. cannabis area and put the store in there. But Toronto was like, nah, listen, we're just going to give out retailer permits and let people who already know how to sell weed sell weed. Exactly. <laughs> so like... major freestanding shop or major freestanding shopping malls in Ontario, Canada are throwing open their doors to cannabis stores. Oh, that rhyme. That's hilarious. Oh, that was awesome. Signaling the evolution of cannabis retail in the nation beyond more typical street facing and strip mall locations. The yeah. impending growth in cannabis store mall cannabis store mall openings in Canada's biggest provincial cannabis market could bring opportunities for those retailers to, you know, reach some untapped customers, take advantage of the high customer foot traffic, and, and make regular customers and make regular customers out of the mall employees. Well that's the thing is high customer make <laughs> Well, yeah, high customer traffic, but think about that. They want to post it in there, so it's like, hey, you done with work? Come here. Well, Come yeah. Here. Um, you know, you had that, a stressful day. Actually, Hello. Uh, that's, uh, they used to have a oh. Tim Hortons, as everybody knows about Canada. Tim yeah. Hortons is like a religious beacon for us. They used to have one in the Greenwood Mall, and it was almost exclusively, it was in the food court, but it was almost exclusively for employees of the mall. They would come in before right. like before the store before was and even after open. Before shifts. And like, and they'd go to Timmy's even before Timmy's had opened their doors, and they'd be nice enough to make them a coffee before they went and opened their stores. Oh yeah, like it's like so. Yeah, I know exactly. Nice. How, that'd be awesome, man. I'd love that you shut so, down your shop for the day. That's only if it closes. I'm gonna go get some weed. <laughs> the weed stores are open for just an extra thirty minutes before and after. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. So, however, those advent or advantages come with new challenges, including higher lease costs versus other retail real estates, and mm -hmm. potentially different expectations from mall shoppers. Um, there's obviously a couple downsides that they're facing with obviously, you know, the smell Yeah, is the rest of the wheat mall going to smell like weed and shit like that. Well, but a lot, I notice a lot of uh, retailers in Canada have fully prepackaged every nothing, right. nothing Full in retail comes in a not smelly proof container. I don't have a exactly. single thing that I've ever bought. The, the, the first thing actually so. this season buds and last season that I <laughs> smoked on the podcast that wasn't smelly proof was this one. Right. Today. So, however, it, yeah, for the most part, it shouldn't even matter because yeah. most of these are, like you said, high, or high launching brands, high leasing brands, mm. high, fully prepackaged, yeah, say. vacuum sealed, um, prepackaged. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that the brands themselves that are opening these are popular, such as mm. specifically Tokyo Smoke, which is owned by Canopy Growth, yeah. is opening up in, uh, Ontario malls and the privately held Fika is also opening in a couple more malls with uh, location. What's the word I'm looking for? They have prerequisite. Not, no, they have like pre compositions for the Fika location, but they haven't had started building on it yet. Oh, so essentially a Meanwhile, blueprint, like a plan. They have like, they exactly. have the floor plan. They have the plan to do it, but they haven't done it yet. Yeah. Tokyo Smoke is looks like it's built and almost fully operational that's awesome tokyo smoke sounds like a really bitchin' fucking name for a head for a headshot too exactly like i'm gonna hit rendering. tokyo smoke that's, yeah i'm getting off work tokyo smoke. Word i was thinking of ah yes renderings so they have like the like 3d 3d renderings right. of what it's going to look like whereas the other store actually is physically built exactly and that is tokyo smoke and that is inside of devonshire mall in windsor ontario 
which is interesting for me because all I have to do is drive through a tunnel and I'm there. Yeah, I was just about to say, isn't that that's closer to you than it is to me? You could actually super drive close it. to you, me. You, yeah, I was gonna say you could get there faster. I think if you and I started driving at the same time, you would get there before I did. Oh, I'd get there before you'd leave Nova. You Scotia. could actually. I was gonna say you could actually get there. Well, now I'd probably be in New Brunswick and watching out for it really sketchy me, people. With takes me thirty times. minutes. But uh, yeah, they, like oh yeah, then I probably I wouldn't even be out of Nova Scotia then. I'd be fucking exactly. Like, I, I'd literally be so, fuck. Not even like. I'd be five hours away from being out of Nova Scotia. It, so anyway, <laughs> um, so major cultivar. So there's other interesting factors. For example, the fact that this isn't the first cannabis store that has opened up in malls in general in Canada. Mm -hmm. That goes to the West Edmonton Mall in Edmonton, Alberta, which, if you don't know, it's bigger than the Mall of America. It is a yeah. fucking theme park. It is massive. I think it's one million square feet bigger. One mil we looked it up. It is one million square feet bigger than fucking Mall of America. And, uh, and an extra yeah, two hundred and forty stores. But just like Mall of America, it is not a mall. It is only a mall in the name. The the fact that it's named Mall, like that is right. the only mall thing about it's really it's got stores, but, but it's more of a theme park. And on top <laughs> of that, now there's also an Aurora cannabis uh store, which is in there, it's selling its flagship cannabis strains as well as some other and this opened in late november 2019 so almost two years ago so yeah a store where you can literally buy anything but yeah yeah no, that's interesting i think you know like it's it sounds like they're trying to roll out that like in exactly. normalize it you know like we've been saying this that, entire time people normalize cannabis it should be in and on top of that stores. it's a um, on top of that, it's also a mutually beneficial relationship because as opposed to it being, you know, just cannabis getting into more stores, it's cannabis, like we mentioned, getting into stores with high foot traffic and high amounts of people who are just like, you know what, I just want to go in. I just want to try it. You yeah. know what? Fuck it. I'll actually buy something as opposed to people who drive by a store every day and they see gated fences, the armed guard walking around out back and they're like, you know what? No, I don't feel like stopping today. I don't feel like walking in there or whatever. Mm, but exactly. if they're already walking through the area, it's like. Dude, might as well. I got my ID right here. And on top of that, that would also bring higher foot traffic to the actual malls. Because as we, most people know, if you don't seriously go to one, malls are dying. They are, like, yeah, if you're malls... not a If you're not a super yeah. mall who has a lot to offer or, you know, have a good selection of stores that keep staying in business, you're going to fall apart at some point. Yeah. And it store, also depends on how bullshit live. your lease 2020 is. Was shit. 2020 was also shit to malls too, right? Like a lot of stores oh, just didn't open back up after 2020, shut but a lot of places down. They were, but... they were starting to get messy before that, mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah 2020 definitely fucked a bitch up. Jeff Bezos uh, had his thick dick in it, malls, yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> with all that being said, with cannabis stores now entering into some of these vacant spots in the malls, that would bring more people in having to walk through a fuck yeah. ton of stores just to get to their cannabis. So, hey, might as well stop for a t-shirt. Well, hey, might like, as well stop uh, yeah. for a, a fucking pretzel at the food court. And not to mention, yeah, if you put if you put that weed store anywhere near the food court, you know that no stoner is leaving oh, them all to hit pretzel banker. They're fucking, no like, no one's going to be like, man, I'm just getting weed and I'm way out. No, man, they're going to go in. They're going to get the pretzel maker. Actually, that would make that would make sense if they put it near the food court because then the smell wouldn't matter. It's just like, oh, I smell Sbarro's. Exactly, right? Yeah, churros, man. I want some churros. <laughs> like, you know, like it won't even yeah. fucking matter at all, man. But no, that's that's a, that's a solid idea. And I think, you know, like uh, hopefully I really, really hope that Nova Scotia legislators kind of get their fucking heads out of their asses a little bit and uh, kind of start yeah. to model after the Ontario and let private companies and other companies get into uh, cannabis retail outlets. But, yep, that's it for my story. Uh, like I said before, links downstairs below. Check that shit out for yourself. And Shank, what is our final story for the day? Well, our final story for the evening comes to us from 420intel.com. Uh, link down below for you in the description. And it's actually a couple of little, like, micro stories, but it initially leads off with an Australian dude who is driving down the road. And he got pulled over. All right. Sucks, right? What did Not he get cool. pulled over for? Um, He was basically kind of driving erratically. He was going down oh. the road. Uh, basically, uh, you know, he was going down the road. He's a 29-year-old dude. He was traveling in a dangerous manner, they like to call it. So I believe he was probably either speeding or swerving. Um, and he got directed by the highway patrol to pull over. Um, he did, um, but basically he jumped out of the truck. 
which, you know, hmm. the officer told him, stay in the truck. You should always stay in the vehicle because the cop's probably going to think that you're jumping out to do something violent and they'll shoot you. Don't risk it. Right. Um, but uh, basically, uh, the dude, you know, saw the dude, they, the police officer saw the dude try to hide something underneath the seat of his car. And so they decided to arrest him for noncompliance because the dude was like not, you know, he was either trying to reach underneath his vehicle or something like that. So they tackled the dude and arrested him. Because it's like, you know, they're like, don't get out of your vehicle. He gets out of his vehicle. They're like, don't reach under your seat. He reaches under his seat. They're going to tackle the dude. Like, next step is Bro. don't shoot me. You know, the next words you say after someone reaches under their seat after jumping out of their car and they're Bro. already aggressive is don't shoot me. Or I'm going to shoot you. But either way, either way, dude got arrested for noncompliance. And so they, when he was standing there waiting for them to finish what they were doing... He started tearing open packets of cannabis and trying to, like, distribute it on the ground. Like, just toss it. Like, you know, like, tried to bail on it right there. The cops are right fucking there. And it right. didn't take them long to find out what he was trying to ditch, like, what he was trying to get rid of. And so they were like, all right, dude, we see what you're trying to get rid of. So they searched the car. They found an additional 12 kilograms of cannabis. That's, Damn. like, a lot of weed. That's a lot of fucking weed. And so... They were like, all right, they were all cryovac'd, like, in, like, fucking, like, vacuum-sealed right, packets. Right, like, vacuum-sealed. Yeah, vacuum-sealed packets inside of a cardboard box. But uh, police also discovered small quantities of MDMA, cocaine, and cash. That was for me, the driver. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the driver. A little one for me, one for you. Um, so, yeah, the, it's absolutely insane because, uh, like, he got a... The un unidentified dude got charged with uh, obstructing police, three counts of possessing a dangerous drug, and possession of property suspected of being proceeds from an offense. So, but the cash he had, that you right. can get charged for having cash on you if you were busted with drugs because they're like, that's clearly cash from drug deals. Right. Um, so he got denied bail, and he is scheduled to make his first court appearance sometime this week, actually. Um, Interesting. So... Obviously, he's not the only dude or the first dude to ditch weed from a car when they're fucking oh, yeah. freaking out, you know? I mean, so, we've talked about a couple. <laughs> like, but... yeah, we've talked about a couple. So there are a couple more really interesting instances listed here, which I love, right? So yeah. a UK dude was seen by the police that he kind of, like, he was pitching a bag of bud out of the window of his vehicle. But, you know, the cops didn't catch the driver, but they did catch the bag of weed, and the bag of weed had his fingerprints on it, which allowed for the officers to track him down. Um, Damn. <laughs> so, they went CSI so, on that fucking Yeah, so bag. he yeeted the weed when he didn't need to, because he got away. Damn. So he didn't need to eat the weed, and that, that ended up getting him busted. Um, so, like, <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious. So another dude, uh, basically, that, like... Essentially, it wasn't a bag full, but cops said that there was a 60-year-old dude in Louisiana who got their attention because he violated, like, he ran through a stop traffic sign. Traffic violation. traffic violation, right? And yeah. so he pulled over for them, and basically they saw him flick a joint out of his window, like, away, <laughs> when, they were when they were walking up. I mean, really. Um, so, um, essentially, that prompted the cops to search his car, and because they found stuff in his car, they decided to search his home, which revealed... Crack cocaine, more than $900 USD in cash, as well as an unidentified amount of cannabis, cocaine, crack cocaine, hydrocodone, amphetamines, vivance, ecstasy, oxycodone, carisoprodol, uh, tramadol, promethazine, and other drug paraphernalia. Well, damn. What is with people Shit. and, like, idolizing Hunter S. Thompson today? Uh, just people in large quantities of drugs, either for themselves or others. I, I know, it's insane. It's wild. So, like, right. and that was all from that 60-year-old dude, right? So, like, that dude's living his best life. Like, he's 60 years right. old, that fucked up. Fuck it, man. Um, but also, late last year in Texas, there was an officer with the Ferris Police Department who pulled someone else over, you know, just pulled a dude over for a random thing, right. and was chatting different to guy. him, different dude, on the side of the road, when he hears a loud bang. So he turned around and he noticed that there was a fucking cooler, like a like a large cooler, that like a yeti picnic, cooler, like a yeti cooler, like a homie yeti cooler, um, and basically it was full of can. Now this is my favorite part of the whole thing. They say, and I quote, "chock full of cannabis of questionable quality." <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dang, so, you gotta know it's bad when you ditch in bad weed. So let's get this straight. <laughs> This cop is pulling over this one guy on the side of the road, on the yes. complete other side of the highway. Yes. Picture them on, on the right-hand side of the road. Like, on the right-hand side of the road, I'm imagining a divided highway. Yeah. On the other side of this highway, 
another car just drives by and it's just like going the opposite way. And they've just ditched their weed. An entire just cooler full a cool, of weed right ye- there. Yeeted a cooler full of weed right out, right, right where an officer had another person pulled over. I want to imagine the conversation inside. Oh of that my car. god! Yes, I can. Okay, I'll be, I'll be the driver. I'll be the driver. Curtis, fuck, man, uh, dude. There's, there's cops up there, man. Um, Curtis, oh, you should. Can you, dude, hide the weed. Hide the weed. Okay. Hide the weed. Hide the weed. <laughs> Curtis, what? Where'd you just put the weed? I, I threw it out of the truck. I hit it. Where did you hide it? I th- I threw it out of the truck. Dude, I, in the truck. Hide it in the truck, Curtis. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> you, you said that there was a cop there. Yeah, but he's on the highway where the weed is now. Oopsie poopsie. <laughs> Oopsie poopsie. Well, it was questionable weed anyway. It's fine. We have better stuff at home. Good. <laughs> that stuff yeah, was no. questionable. Yeah, no, that stuff was questionable weed. Uh, but oh, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it was on the other side of the highway, cooler full of weed, splattered all over. The, the cop was like, what, "What the fuck? Like, dude, like I wasn't even looking over there." <laughs> score, <laughs> score one for the score one for the cops, man. Like I'm bringing this into my my fucking my my chief. I'm gonna be like, chief, look what I busted today. Look what I found. Chief, it's time to chief. Can we pose for a photo in front of it after we smoke some? Sure. Make sure you use eye drops this time. Your eyes were kind of red in the last in the last bus photo. <laughs> oh man! But seriously, that that pretty much covers it for that story. Like I said, it was kind of a short one, but sweet one. Just a few stupid stories about people tossing weed. I'm sure you buds out there probably have your own stories about friends who yeeted weed when they didn't need to. Um, but let us know, know in the you, comments yeah, down like below. Sharing. Yeah, let us know. Let us know wherever you can. Reddit, yeah. YouTube, Discord. Yeah, Don't matter. And absolutely. And also, if you have any other funny weed news stories that happen in your area, let us know. Fire us some links, and uh, we'll be sure to cover it. Absolutely. With all that being said, thank you for joining us on Weed News Worldwide. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much. We always love covering weed news from the worldwide, and one of the people that lets us bring that to you is this sponsor. Hey, buds. You really want to show off your love of marijuana or just really shine at your next smoke session? You really want to go to MyHighShop.com for some of the coolest cannabis clothing and accessories. They have shirts, sweats, jewelry, grinders, and even pipes made out of amethyst crystals. You can check them out using the link below and let them know I sent you by using code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. You can save 35% off your entire order and free shipping. Again, that's code GOODBUDSCURTIS at checkout. Thank you to MyHighShop.com and let's get back to the show. Thank you, My High Shop, for being so awesome and being there for us. Absolutely. Now, Shank, I'll also be there for you, because that's what friends do. But how are you (laughs) feeling? Man, I am feeling fantastic. The strain is exactly as peppy as they said it was. Um, I feel very uplifted, very happy. Um, Not having a hard time focusing at all. Um, I feel a little heavy to my chair. Um, like, I'm a little compacted to my chair. I don't know whether that's because I'm just a naturally lazy person and I spend 30% of my time in a chair. Or, you know, like, it's, I don't know, but it's, I feel good overall, man. I like the strain a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, and how how are you feeling, man? How does, how's that strain hitting you? I am feeling pretty good. I def, I don't know, I felt, figured that I would be a lot more tired, but I'm definitely, I'm just more relaxed. I'm a little bit couch locked. I definitely don't feel like getting up anywhere. Uh, I'm a little... Or I've had a little bit of dry mouth, but I had the my bevs. Yeah, same here. Um, Actually, same here. I'm gonna note that a bit of dry mouth. Yeah, should have mentioned that. I have my bevs, oh, but that's why I didn't think of it because I literally just taken a drink not that long ago. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, definitely nice cerebral. Like I'm definitely focused. I'm in mm-hmm. the conversation. I'm I'm here. Yeah, but good. I'm definitely high, but I definitely could get a little bit higher. So I have a little bit more of my bong packed right here. And I have my bong packed right here. Then really quick, you know what to do. Let us blaze it. Tok tok shaboke. Tok tok. And then we can get into our conversation. Hey buds, uh, so slight change of plans, uh, slight little uh, mishap, slight little whoopsie duty, hiccup. Uh, hiccup, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we don't have a conversation this week. 
Yeah, yeah. Long story short, um, some things in life kind of got in the way. We didn't have time to record one for you, but we will have one next week for you that will be very awesome, and you need to exactly. So come back next week. Please stand by. But in the meantime, we always have time to come back and smoke a bong with you buds real quick. So we can't leave you hanging. I got a bong pack right here nope. of that sweet, sweet baklava. I got a bong pack right here of that sweet, sweet dirt. Oh, boy. yeah. And buds, sorry to make it a short one, but for the last time of this episode, let us bu- 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 blaze it. Tok tok shkabok. Once again, thank you for joining us for this podcast. I would like to remind you to like, comment, subscribe, wherever you see this. We really appreciate your interaction, and your likes matter. We really appreciate it, buds. And, you know, hopefully you come back next week when we got a nice full episode for you. And with all that being said, I think we're going to roll one for the road. And we will see you, buds, next week on the Good Buds Podcast. Later, buds. Later. Later.